January 31st, 2019. It's the Watt Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro. Show. Hey, brother Mac. Hey, rainy. It's cold and rainy. The sun's out. Yeah, it's peeking it out. It's coming down. Yeah, dude, you were getting soaked when you walked in. What about, what about the thunder? Man, it was rolling. It was pounding, <laughs> man. And I Windows think, were know, rattling. Yesterday, they were saying maybe we get some rain, but it was it, like, well, I think there's two more A few, few more days worth. Yeah, right. So uh, we start off the show with Bebop from John Coltrane, and then Blurt with the first song I ever heard by the band Blurt. Uh, it was a couple moons ago. Mm. I was more younger then. <laughs> My mother was a friend of the enemy of the people. And, uh, which uh, segues into our guest. Yeah. First time we've ever done this. Watch the Pedro show in 18 years. On the hotline. Is use a smart leash <laughs> to get uh, connect with <laughs> London. We got Ted Milton on the line. Hey, Ted. Well, first time you've ever put a blurt next to a call train number is in. <laughs> okay. It's a first for a lot of things today, huh? Anyway, long time, long time big uh, enthusiast of Blurt and your music is beautiful stuff. Uh, I saw you play with Divine Horseman in the I fall. I was going to wonder. I was going to wonder about that. Where would that have been? It was Myron's Ballroom downtown L.A. Hardly, hardly any gigs there. Hmm. Myron's Myron's Ballroom. That's right. There was. It was a rare thing. I think it goes back to the Second War, uh, like a dance place, you know. Well, was that during the Second World War? Well, that's Myron's Ballroom. <laughs> now, uh, uh, I saw. That I was, think this that, gig that I saw you at was nineteen eighty, so a little bit after the war. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it wasn't a regular <laughs> place for gigs. It was a very unusual place for the gigs. And I remember the false singer never turned around. We just got ass the whole gig. He was staring at the kick uh, Mark, Mark, um, now, right. now deceased uh, Smith. That's right, right. Uh, pretty sad. He I kicked mean, his musicians around on stage. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of guys. Right. In the, I, I saw a BBC show about maybe 60, 70 people mm. were in that band. Wow. And, uh, yeah, uh. He, he'd, like, fuck with them on stage and shit. And, uh, uh, th but he had some good records. That record, Dragnet, I thought was really righteous. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about you. I want to talk about you. John Coltrane covered that stuff. <laughs> anyway, Ted, what's your earliest musical recollection? <laughs> uh, uh, well, listening, I think basically listening to um, a drumming from inside the colonial mosquito net. Uh, I was um, a child in Africa. Where's, where was this? Nigeria. Liberia? Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you were inside a mosquito yeah. net here in Drummond. Yeah, that's right. We lived right beside the lagoon, and there was a little up in the lagoon, and uh, all night long there was a sort of um, demoniacal drumming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's fucking happening. Uh, in in the in the, the house or where where you guys live, was there musical instruments? Oh, definitely not. Nothing like that, really. I've just remembered, I think my formative musical experience was before that, and it was actually on your side of the Atlantic. It was in uh, Toronto. Um, Toronto, Canada. Where my, father, where, where my father came from, a 
and I was also there when I was very, very small, uh, very small, and I, I, I can actually sort of vaguely remember, at least I like to think I can remember, that I sat, sat, sat on a piano stool and fell off it <laughs> and cut my face on the toe block. <laughs> the toe block is, is, do you know what the toe block is? The toe block. The toe block is a, uh, is a kind of oblong piece of wood which protrudes from the base of the piano, uh, which uh, from which a pillar goes up to support the keyboard. Okay. And it's got a, it's got a very and it's got a roller. It usually has a kind of roller caster or something underneath it, so you can move the piano around. Sure. And it, it's got a very sharp corner on it, and I cut my nose as, right about on my nose to this day from that you formative start. musical experience. Formative musical experience. Right. Did you ever learn how yeah. to play that piano? I haven't learned to play anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen you work the sax. You know that. Well, I, yes, I run my fingers up and down and I'm <laughs> blowing into it. Uh, that's that's it. I'm actually illiterate. How old, when did you start playing sax? About forty years ago. About forty years ago. Okay. And uh, which well, I know that I know, I'm, I'm, I realize that might be the case because I've been told that the band started forty years ago. Okay. And. Um, and I, you know, I picked up the instrument about two months before I formed a band. Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty balls out! And you never had been in a band before that. Never. No, I used to do puppet theater beforehand. Puppet uh. theater. <laughs> How did puppet you get theater, into puppet yeah. theater? <laughs> yeah, that's what I did for fifteen years before that. Yeah, yeah well, what 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 got you into puppet theater? What's that? What got you into puppet theater? What, what interested me in it, do you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what happened was that um, people were beginning to get fed up with um, my sponging style of existence. <laughs> um, you know, I never had any money. I was in, you know, I was... My narcissism was at its extreme at that point, and as my hair was down to my waist, and I had dark glasses, and um, I saw the best minds of my generation of starving, hysterical, naked, etc. <laughs> and um, I opened a paper, a newspaper, and it said they needed somebody in the puppet theater. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that could, be, that could be interesting. So I went along and got the gig. And it was um, string puppet theater, a very sort of old-fashioned thing, you know, with marionettes, which were about three foot tall. Whoa. Carved out, of, carved out of hardwood and broke your back. But I, I became very sort of fascinated with the, with the um, you know, the mechanism and the, and the potential of it. And so I started constructing my own theater pretty soon after that. And, uh, yeah. You know, Tito, Tito and the Plugs, uh, I think, did Puppets. Pardon me? Oh. We had a band in the old scene, here, a Hollywood punk scene here called the Plugs. 
And uh, their their main guy, I think he was puppets before he uh, got into music. So what's the difference between puppet and marionette? Yeah, what's the difference, Ted? Well, puppet is a generic name for for marionettes, glove puppets, shadow puppets, you know, puppets like automobiles. You know, it's just a generic name that describes. Say so same uh, thing. Marionettes. Mm. You know, I was in. Puppets. I was doing a Stooges gig. I was doing a Stooges gig in Belgium, uh, France, Belgium, kind of border area, where uh, Arthur Rimbaud was... Where was that? Where was that? I can't remember the exact name of the town, but Arthur Rimbaud was born there. And they have, they had a puppet school there, Uh -uh. uh, like in France. Who was was born there? Arthur Rimbaud. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it starts Scharberg or something. um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that maybe the, I know the gig as well. It's called the. Um, so it'll come to me. Something like the Drowning Ship, the, the <laughs> Battle, the Battle Ivo in Mons. Okay, is that it? Maybe, maybe. I, I you know what? I do from. diaries. I, I could look mm-hmm. on my hoot page and read the diaries, mm-hmm. but I can't remember exactly. Something. I just remember that, uh, at, like the way of the, the, in the middle of town, they had a big clock. And they had a puppet come out, a gigantic puppet, like to announce the hours. And th- there was this Institute of Marionette in, you know, fra- Francais uh, language. Yeah. In Burbank, Burbank, don't they have some oh. Bob Barker Marionette Theater or something like that? In Burbank? Something, someplace up in yeah. L.A. Uh, Bob Barker? Something. Mitchell Mahoney? Well, they've, <laughs> they've, come, they've come to London and they're running the country now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Look, I want to play. Here's the here's the the second record I bought from you. The fish needs a bike. Bike. I'm going to play that. Please, please. 
Yeah. 
Let there be red, green, action, go. Pink, black, pink, power, punch, flow. Rat tail around the Florida go-go. Pig tail and fishing at it. Power of full blow. Down in tangles, jarred up heap. Fights break out, shots are cheap. Roller derby, roller derby, queen action firm. Powerful legs jamming the turn. Pivot leads an obstinate pack. Block and Blake through for the attack. Solid block sends a girl flying. Anybody can see they're really trying to give out some punishment fierce. A physical armor they try to pierce. Solid walls of bloody bodies jamming through. Fell on the crowd, don't want, want to be you. Jammer skate blockers like pasta off a fork. Skaters sling out just on torque. Points are scored when the ladies break through. Points in the crowd when they kick ass too. Round the oval they scream, a go- skirt flipping gorgeous stream. Down and dirty but not out, take the win on another bout. Women in my heart, they sure are, they sure be. Winners in my heart as well. Get em, get em, girls, roller derby, roller derby.
of something that had been building for years, something I never stopped to address. It's something we all battle, whether we have panic attacks or not. Call it the voice in your head. That's where I feel stressed. It's the inner narrator that can control us. Highly critical. Get in the way of living the life we want to lead. For Brian Simmons, it was outbursts of anger. I would act very reactively. For Becky Schmitz, it was emotional eating. Eating was like my security blanket. And for a young Dr. Mehmet Oz, it was a racing mind that kept him from focusing on one thing at a time. For me, a Saying a voice in the head is too benign an expression of what really happens. That massive cacophony that we hear, definitely loud. Does it surprise you at all how much time we all spend fixating on these self-defeating
thanks, but when I do. When I do
Pedro Show, Fish Needs a Bike. Here's the story of the title of this. Tell him, Ted. Yeah, the title was uh, a graffiti that I saw rest uh, large on a wall in uh, <coughs> Amsterdam, and it said, um, Fish Needs a Bike, like a woman needs a man. Okay. But in fact, I found out, I found out much later that in, in they, that was a woman's lip um, graffiti I guess and that movement had taken it from a Vietnamese a Vietnamese slogan which read like um, a fish need a bike like 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 uh, like we need a Yankee or something like that was an anti-American slogan so that's where they took it from okay I was thinking about Holland. They like bikes. <laughs> right? It's pretty flat there. 
Well, I think bikes were big in um, in, in Vietnam, weren't they? You oh, know, sure, like sure. Hat with hat. Yeah. And uh, yeah. China used to be big. Bikes, bikes were very popular in Amsterdam as well. That's so right. I remember they tried to do something called work, the... Can, there's, there's a title for your PhD. Okay. My PhD. <laughs> we, got we got PhDs. Heard, uh, what's that button? We, we got PhDs. Yeah, we got PhDs. Pedro High Diplomas. <laughs> Pedro High Diploma. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after uh, Fish Needs a Bike, we played uh, Setup from I Am the Polish Army. Uh, Sexa from, uh, yeah, Croatia with Pogak. Joe Brewer from... Massive Wisconsin with roller derby. Shubsky with Tito. Shubsky was our guest last week. Great yeah, cats. Yeah, I, very I cool. think, uh, Ted, you know uh, Cornell because uh, he made the connect with us. That's right, yes. Then we had Eugene, Chadbourne, and Sunwatch. Um, What's that? Makvara. Makvara, yeah. Great club. I've played there twice. He just sent me a book, like 400 pages. It's incredible. You know about this yeah. book? You're in it. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't read it. I've seen it. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. It's very artistic. Yeah, it's all in question, though. It's a little hard to read for my stupid self. But it's got a lot of art, a lot of visuals. Then we heard... Uh, Did you come across Igor? Igor Hoff? No, but I knew Igor Vidmar. In the old days, before uh, I met Cornell and stuff, it was, Igor Vidmar used to bring us in uh, through Slovenia. Out of Graz. All right. Sorry, not him. This ain't no picnic from Sun Watchers and Eugene Chaborn. Uh, Crushed by Pimps, Happier Part Three. Guy by Voices, Flight yeah. Bench. But I, uh, I, I came across. I came across Chadbourne. Chadbourne. Yeah. Once. Professor Huge. And uh, he was um, playing in the same club as us in. Um, maybe it was Zurich. And um, we came in t to the dressing room to find him there already, fast asleep with his feet, <laughs> with his boots stuck in the sandwiches on the right on the table. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, foul! <laughs> Sorry about that. I apologize on his behalf. Uh, but uh, no, Bob Pollard has a new you know, album. Like There's another guy to buy voices out oh, already. No. This guy puts them out every six months. And then still house plants from Glasgow with Shoulder Blade. And finally, Giant Lizards on High from Blurt. I guess this is your latest album from Blurt? What's that one? Giant Lizards beneath, on High. Beneath the, beneath the Scorton Skies. Yes, yes, that's the title of the album, but this too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's a live... You know when you guys did that Myron's ballroom gig, was that your first time playing in the U.S.? Myron's ballroom? Yeah. Yeah, it was, actually. Wow. That's very bizarre, because um, we, um, we, were, we got, uh, we, we, had a, we had a label at the time, a little label, and uh, they were keen for, he, he's a, he's a, um, <laughs> wanted uh, us to go to America. And so he said we had shows in, um, in Los Angeles and uh, he got the tickets for us and we went, we got to the, he said, well, I'll meet you at the airport with the tickets. 
and we got to Heathrow Airport in London. And uh, it gave us a ticket, and we realised there weren't any return tickets. So, but anyway, <laughs> we got as far as the airport, so we thought we might as well just carry on and go to um, um, go to Los Angeles. So we went to Los Angeles, and uh, I mean, you could never have got in, in today. Obviously, you could never have got in there without a return ticket. You know, right, right. Uh, you know, and, a, and without a Geiger counter stuck in every orifice. <laughs> to, to say the least but anyway uh, so that we got in a taxi and said take us to the Whiskey A Go-Go where we were going to play so I can always remember coming out sort of being hit by this heat fantastic <laughs> and we were in the middle of the hottest time of the year whenever that was and we went up to the Whiskey A Go-Go the taxi pulled up and you could see up they could see they got all the names of the bands stuck up over the club, you know. Marquee. Uh, yeah, over, the, over the, yeah, in the front of the building, all the net band, all the acts that were coming down. There was nothing, there was no, the blurt was not mentioned. Oh, no. So I, <laughs> I leapt out of the cab and um, crossed over to the road, went to the box office and I said uh, to the woman in the box office, uh, Claude Bessie and Chris D. I had a a connection. I had a name of some journalist who was English or something that worked worked for it. And I spoke to him on the phone and that's how we ended up playing at Myron's Ballroom. Okay. As a a result of that gig, we got some good press. Yeah. And then we got got a few more shows for enough money to get back to the UK after about two months or something. (laughs) I thought you guys were great. Ted, can you remember the first Blurt gig? Yes, I can, yeah. Well, what? I mean, yes, I can, more or less, yeah. Is it London? Uh-uh. No, I lived in Stroud, it's a small town in Gloucestershire for many a year. Okay. And uh, it was there. And um, I had um, been playing the instrument for such a short time that, you know, my lip kind of collapsed after about 15 minutes. <laughs> was your brother the drummer then? He was indeed, yeah. Because that's, that's who I saw at Myron's Ballroom, I think. Uh, so, so your lips collapsed. So was it scary? I mean, what did you have in mind when you started this band? 
that's a funny thing. I, I mean, I, I, you know, what, what's that painting of um, a woman coming out of the sea with a sort of shell in front of her men? Oh yeah, Afro, Aphrodite, right? Body, yeah, body, body you know, I mean, I, I, I had a feeling that, you know, that I was unique, okay. you know, and that I'd sort of create something that was utterly unique. And then there was, a, uh, there was one of the first write-ups that we ever got compared to Back to the Band to James Charles. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw him. I went, I went down the record shop and said, play some James Chance. And I must say, I was quite upset because there were some similarities. But I'd never heard of him. Well, his live gigs yeah, used to... Yeah, you know, I think things happen, you know, had happened, you know, sort of, what is it called? Um, not Gestalt, he has not sick high, or what's the word? It's Zeitgeist. Mm. Zeitgeist, yeah. <laughs> zeitgeist, Spirit of the Times, yeah. I'll tell you, he was very... Uh, <laughs> He was very confrontational. Yeah. He used to fight with the audience. And he also had a funky rhythm section. You, you never had a bass. Yeah, no, he was much more funk, you know. He's yeah, well, you guys, you never used a bass player. Um, only for about five minutes, but... Uh, <laughs> That's kind of personal with me. Too many people to get into a taxi and other artistic <laughs> considerations. Yeah, but that poor, lonely, lonely kick drum... Okay, we're at the end of the first hour, Ted. Uh, January 31st, that's, 2019. That's Watson, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold tight for hour two. January 31st, 2019. It's the second hour of the Watch for Pedro show. Don't want me run Like a little old 
for Pedro Show. We started the second hour off with uh, Blurt doing uh, I Want to See Ella. What can you tell us about that, Ted? <laughs> By the way, uh, are you in Los Angeles? Yeah, in the harbor. It's called San Pedro. We're the harbor part. San Pedro, what is that, an area of... Yeah, well, politically, we're, we're part of Los Angeles, but we're like 25 miles from the mayor's office. We're in the harbor. This is where okay. we're the biggest port now in the United States. Biggest one? Port, you know, cans, containers. Oh, right, you're on the coast, okay. But your your accent seems to be more, more extreme than I would associate with. Yeah, because I'm not from here, I'm from Virginia. <laughs> My father was a sailor. <laughs> My father was a sailor, and that's the other side of the country, and Vietnam was a lot closer to San Pedro, okay? Your father was what? He was a sailor. He, he worked in the engine room on a uh, boat. Okay. Oh. He's what you call so a machinist mate. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm from military. I was raised in Navy housing and stuff. Wow. But not officer, uh, enlist, enlisted man. He was, uh, I guess Army, you'd call him a sergeant, but they, in the Navy they call him chief. He made it to chief. And he was, right. like I said, a machinist mate. Anyway, what about I want to see Ella? Oh, yeah, well, um, I have a son who's seven years old now. Whoa. And, um, yeah, well, don't, you know, don't get your, um, your calculators out, please, until I've left the room. Okay? Okay. Hey, get and the calculator. When he was about, when he was about five, he, he was completely, um, in love with, um, a little girl from, well, she was part African, part Russian, Ukrainian, part something else. She spoke, well, she could speak English as well, but she was about five, two. And she was called Ella. Ah, okay. And he was completely in love with Ella, and he'd never stop saying, I want, I want, I want to see Ella. So I nicked, I nicked it. You ripped off your son. You ripped off your son. I nicked the line. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then we heard uh, some music from Turkey. Uh, Gaeta from Kunyet, Sepechi, uh, Brain Envy from Dietrich and Barnes. That's John Dietrich from Deerhoof. Uh, Stoma out of Rotterdam with Balsimico, Balsamico. Mm. Kind of like the vinegar. Yeah. And then uh, Once Upon a Dream from Bonsai Universe. That's uh, Woody Appelnop. Uh, Nell's Klein cohort, and Needle Drop with Raggedy Ann, and then finally Let Them Be from Blurt. What can you tell me about Let Them Be? Well, it's a bit of a, um, a bit of a protest song, really. I suppose that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> it's about our. Um, it's, it's basically it's about our friends in. Um, Thanks. I think mostly about them, you know. What was the name of that bank that nearly brought the world to a standstill about 10 years ago? Right, yeah, what was it? HSB, it was not the HSB, what is it? Which one was it? Well, over here... If I go to the window... What was the big bank? If I go to the kitchen window and look out, I can see the skyscraper and maybe see their names still... HSFB, I can see. HSFB, HSB. 
investing in something Morgan, something Morgan is American bank. Yeah, yeah. Ours was the Chase uh, Morgan. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were... J.P. Morgan, that's right. it. J.P. Morgan, they're up there too. You he was a big there. financer in the old days. It's he had his money behind... Uh, Edison, anyway, Alba, uh, Thomas Alva Edison. Then he put his money behind uh, Nikola Tesla. He had his money behind yeah. everybody. Playing lots of horses. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's about those boys, and I'm kind of angry. Uh, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> an, an angry, an angry piece of um. Bunch of pieces of shit partying on people's <laughs> lives. Yeah, I know all about. But I tell you, right now, I'm very happy to say we got Brother Matt to bring us a spin set. Cool.
loves her, but she don't seem to care.
That was almost, you. That was me. That was me. <laughs> and in fact, last night I played with Perk. Yeah, uh, I figured since you guys jammed oh, last shit. night, I'd bust them out. Is, you think, uh, here, get this on so we can get... Uh, it should... Oh, shit. Bumble. Gravity <laughs> again. It should ring when he calls. Oh, even if you're off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I dropped a, <laughs> the mass leash because, you know, this is a special show. We, we're doing it via leash. First time. time. First time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Perk last night, I got to play with him... Uh, with Eric McFadden at the Mint, and uh, there was a little banging came up, and it's probably a cl- closed chapter. <laughs> well, glad I got Someone, to see some. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and during the spin cycle, me and Brother Matt were talking about some uh, different eras of banging. Mm. And uh, Money Mark came up, because he was part of the first incarnation, and uh, kind of sad, uh, We've lost track of him. Last time I saw, he was helping out these uh, Korean uh, rappers from K-Town. It was in Tucson. Uh-uh. Something called Night of the Living Festival. And uh, that's the last time I see him mm-hmm. anymore. He's always up to something cool. Yeah, he's an incredible uh, <laughs> creative cat. But uh, we got to get him back in action. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, last night, Perk was on fire. He did this drum solo that was it was fucking happening. The whole, the whole thing, he was on fire playing... Uh, so I, you know, it inspired me. So uh, I think uh, Eric McFadden had a, a lit rhythm section. Cool. And there was one cat on Cold Guy. I never got his name, mm. but uh, he was bad too. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, yeah, once a year, uh, the Mint yeah. do this kind of thing. Nam time, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And uh, well, uh, Ted's supposed to be calling us back. Uh, Ted, it says plus 44. I think that's an England number. You there, Ted? I've, I've changed my phone. Wow, you're all quiet now. I'm quieter now. Yeah, can you make your... Uh, oh, you're going to do the speaker right there. Hit that speaker button. Hit the speaker button? Yeah, right. Brother top, Matt? top one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Ted. Sorry, the, um, without the um, speaker. No, 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 you're okay. Everything sounds good now. Okay, that was a higher power organizing my life. <laughs> that was a high, <laughs> higher power. Well, we're most grateful for the higher power. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll let you, I, I won't let you know that. But can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can hear you great. Thanks for having okay. the board. Brother Matt, I uh, want to ask you, what made you do what you did uh, with your spin cycle? Uh, blame that one on the big man, Nick. Man. Nick helped me out back at Christmas time, dropping off some law. So yeah. I've been pumping some law. There were some thrill seekers in there. They're going to be playing at St. Rock's uh, uh, the February first. Is that tomorrow or the next day? Some wolf. Um, wolf pup was in there. Just, I don't know anything about him. It just fell out of a stack. So I thought, okay, let's check that out. So that's how it happened. <laughs> Ted, when you were starting blurt. Were you uh, encouraged by the movement? Hello? Yeah, I'm asking you. When you started Blurt in those times, in, I guess Stroud? Yeah. Were you encouraged by the movement? People making bands? Not remotely. Not remotely. Okay. <laughs> no. So you felt no like sense no. of community? Oh, no. No, I mean the thing was that um, I be I become very frustrated, you know, 
in a puppet theater thing. I mean, I was I was um, increasingly aggressive okay. towards the audiences who I could not see and who I hated anyway because by definition they see a puppet theater and so I hated them just because they'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was uh, it was it was it was a great relief for me to sort of jump out of the box and, and, and confront, you know, people, see them. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was a more cathartic and a different, it was a different experience. It wasn't really with a, with a, a view to, to making, I don't know, I just needed to do that, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you didn't care if people were with you or not. I, I mean, because over here, it, it was really small, okay, in the 70s. The, the movement, and so we kind of bonded together, kind of close, because there wasn't. Yeah, but I don't know anything about that movement you're talking about. It. I mean, you're talking. Oh, are you talking about a kind of like a DIY? Yeah, punk. Something like that. Punk. I mean, that, that's what we call it. Was punk, which is a funny word because. Oh, it, punk, punk. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, that At word was I like. Had, uh, no, no, no. At the time, I had absolutely no. I really didn't like punk at all. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Um, you know, uh, I liked, I liked um, bebop and um, and kind of um, you know uh, Bartok, and I liked um, Bartok. Kind of <laughs> near Bartok. Very yeah, much. I saw I saw a piece by him, uh, the Magical Mandarin. I think uh, Pierre Boulet yeah. was con- yeah Pierre Boulet was conducting it. At the downtown at oh, the Olive Yeah. It was pretty intense. Look, we're at the great. end of the second hour. January 31st, 2019. Special guest Ted Milk, brother Matt. Mm. Hold tight for hour three. Yeah, well, in a way, in a way I, I you know, sporadically envy uh, literacy, but I don't think I'm ever going to go down that road. Thank Too God. Late. Thank God. As a, as a friend of mine, as a friend of mine who's um, a musical When you were hearing those drums in Nigeria, there was probably no no, uh, notation going on. Here, let me introduce the show. Uh, January 31st, 2019, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. She's paying a fortune on lipstick on me and a pig with pale beneath the bullboard. The pilot's returning his front face to the water. My water more full to the ground in fear. We kept his name carved in the cornerstone. In the face of death, he experienced desire. They threw the switch on the red Norshire hillside serpents. Slid from the folds of the curtains. Shaman was peddling the book of the dead, sinking into the vertiginous mire. Through the mist of a pavilion of lies. This is my private beach. This is my jatam. She spent a fortune on lipstick on me, a pig with a pearl beneath the floorboard. The pilot returned and turned face to the wall. My daughter Maud fell to the ground in fear. We left his name carved in a cornerstone in the face of death. He experienced his high as they threw the switch.
what I'm different from you now. But these words have run through my mouth. Begin as it's in my head. Begin as it's in my head. Begin as it's in my head. Well, I don't know.
show we started off the third hour well with a little spiel from ted about uh notation and music and yeah what the fuck but then uh so you well this this so this you listened to the odes at all did you yes i did in fact uh, we just played it yeah. this it was it's a live record right the odes she spent a fortune it on it's lipstick not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not being released but i'm going to put it on vinyl because i was uh, listening to it yesterday i thought actually it's good <laughs> I like it a lot. Put it out on, What's the story behind it? Um, well, it's just uh, me working with this uh, electronic laptop genius uh, called Sam Britton. Same. Um, he, 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 he introduced himself to me some time ago wanted to do a project about Samuel Beckett. Ah. And I said, forget about Samuel Beckett, do Daniel Harms, which is a, a Russian absurdist writer, Daniel Harms, K-H-A-R-M-S. And so we did a show about that. And afterwards, um, we started doing uh, kind of reconstructions of solo records, the records I'd done with other people. Um, other people. Can I tell you one thing about Samuel Beckett? Samuel Beckett wrote a book called what? W-A-T-T. That's it. <laughs> I think it was that, during the Second World you, War. Yeah, he was like yeah, doing gardening in the south of France. Yeah. Yeah, what exactly? So <laughs> I started doing live performances of, um, of these recordings that I'd done with various other people, some, you know, 15, 10 or 15 other little projects. And then we've gone on to write other material, other other, other songs, which are me writing these other songs. And uh, we've also done an al album with Graham Lewis from Wire. Back wow, Wire. yeah. Believe it or not, Ted, and, uh, I, just made a, I just got to make an album with Graham Lewis. And his guitar man, Matthew, the new guy. It's Get called right. Fitted. I thought it was That's so funny. Weird. He had a lyric in an old Wire song where he says, Fitted. And I can't think uh, of an instance in the U.S. where we would say Fitted. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that album has been sort of sitting, on, sitting on the shelf for about two to three years now. We can't find it. I would love Anybody to hear it. To put it Put it out. We need to find somebody to put it out. Really, right. I mean, because I, I could, I could put it out. Put it out. Who, who put, 
you know, a bit of promotion into it, if you follow my drift. Sure. Sure. After that, we we played Ott from uh, Austin with Anti-Robot. Tollum, ourselves and situations, I think he's in New Mexico now. Aliyah from uh, Japan with Muddy Stream. Mold Omen out Baltimore with Witch State A3. And finally, Listen to Me, Shirley, by Blurt. What's, what's, what's up with that song? South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, Austin. But what's with Listen to Me, Shirley? You want to know about you want to know about that track, D? <laughs> okay, it, what it is is about it's about Steve in blood, right? Okay, and 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 the drummer, a, a, a very dear fellow, Bob, who was drumming for us for a few months. Uh-huh. And, um huh. And Steve's very hard to get out of his hotel room in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said I said to Bob, please go go and um, please go and um, the taxi's waiting for us. And so Bob went upstairs. He came back down and absolutely look a very angry looking Bob he was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve had said something sort of fairly kind of. To him, um, because he was sort of either drying his hair or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, there was a big tension between these two when they got in the taxi. And when they got out in front of the station, um, because we travel by train everywhere, um, suddenly Bob lunging towards Steve with his his fist in his face, screaming, screaming, listen to me, Shirley Temple. (laughs) Shirley Temple. (laughs) Shirley Temple. So, I I mean, I had to cut it down to listen to me, Shirley. (laughs) So that's the origin origin of that that particular line. Most of the the lines have got a little... um, Okay, so you know what I want to play next? It's serial obfuscation, I guess. Sure, sure. I want to play Look Who's Out on Parole. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's listen.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Look who's out on parole from Blurt. And Ted can't remember what he wrote it about, but it's a bitching song, I dig it. And then we had Groove Crater Method with sexual harassment in the workplace. Remember Phil? He lives up in the mountains, he came down with all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got his thing going now. He's recording. Cool. <laughs> the National Debt, which is Crane. Oh, yeah. Yep. Idaho, you know. <laughs> House of Rumor, and finally, where's the blue gone from Blurt? Do you know what that one's about? <laughs> That's okay. It don't matter. What have um, you got? In, uh, uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I, yeah, I think it's another. Uh, I think it's another line from um, from Sonny. I think it is. Yeah, I think it refers. I think I think he was referring to you know why is it night time. I think that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. There's a blue gun. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking, speaking of, you needed a, a title for a song. Yeah. With people in uh, working or had to do with these people. They were a big band. On the other side. And, uh, they, about a 15-piece. Yeah. At least in the age. And, um... Belgium. Yeah, and they, they said to me, look, I, would you, um, write some texts for songs for us? I was, they kept ask, asking me, and they came nearer and nearer and nearer, and I got no... I, I just panicked, and what I did was I met them, and I gave them I think it was 15 titles. <laughs> 15 titles. You know, I just made up these 15 titles. Right. And I gave, and there were 15 musicians, and I gave them all, a t- each one of them a title. And then they all went away. Each one of them wrote a piece of music based on the title. And wrote a, t- a song, text, you know, to go with the title Lyrics, and then we, yeah. we met and they had a rehearsal for two days and then did a concert but the amazing thing was that you know the titles all, you know and the songs from the title and the music all kind of mostly fitted <laughs> <laughs> Ted what do you got planned next pardon me what do you got planned next Like you said, you've had the band 40 years. If somebody younger yeah. was getting started with music, what advice would you give to them? Um, yeah, don't let your daughter marry one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ted, it's been big honor for me to get to talk with you and, and have you on the show, truly. I, I think you're incredible. Keep on keeping on, please. You're big inspiration to Watt here in Pedro. And then, January 31st, 2019 edition of Watt Peter Show. Brother Matt, thank you for your always... Certainly. Uh, aid, essential Aiden <laughs> in a betting. Pleasure. And once again, Ted Milton, 
You're beautiful. Your art, your expression, your being is a, a beacon. And uh, something well, I, I'm very, very... Uh, thanks again for being on the show, too. People, keep your powder dry. <laughs>